Welcome everyone to this podcast, this midweek podcast, as we continue on in a brand new series at Discovery called Full House. Uh, Today we're going to be discussing the weekend message that I preached on Father's Day. And so joining me today is our young adults pastor, Zeke. Howdy. And our Compass Pastor, Doug Paws. Hey, hey. Hey. It's good to have you guys here, and thank you so much for joining us, for watching or listening along. Uh, On the weekend, we spoke about the four phases of manhood. Now, um, it's, a, I guess, a mishmash together of a whole bunch of different anthropological studies, theological studies, um, and social studies that have been done over many, many years. And I put it to our church on the weekend that, that men go through four stages. They're not necessarily linear, but you can see a progression through them. Uh, the stage of the beloved son, the stage of the cowboy, the stage of the king, and then the stage of the sage. We talked about the different elements of life that are developed in each of those stages as we go through. So the beloved son is all about identity formation. Uh, The cowboy is all about adventure and exploring limits. Uh, The king is all about responsibility. And then the sage is all about wisdom. Now, the task of today's podcast and the thing that we get to do today is explore and deep dive into those four phases and think a little bit more about how those four phases are expressed. What are some of the things that, um, that happen inside of those in the life of a man? Um, and also what might help us progress from one to the next. So I've got some specific questions that I'd love to ask you guys. Um, but before we begin, is there any kind of, off the top of the dome comments that you guys want to make, um, immediate impact from the message, things that you that it made you think about initially. I, I loved that, even though on the weekend you were primarily speaking to the guys mm. of our church, there was a really great link and a lot of the feedback was that what you brought into how you can support, how you can stand mm. with, how you can journey with, um, men in your life, significant, you know, men. So, in, and um, I think it's going to be the same in mm. this space as we chat and discuss mm. it. But mm. be great. Like, it's not this podcast, not just for guys. Yeah, right? yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. For, it's for the ladies as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how we can be supporting other men in our world. I think yeah. it's awesome. That's a good great. pickup. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that that you brought out, um, Matt, was that that principle of it. It doesn't matter who we are we all we are going to grow Mm. like that's that's a non-negotiable so Mm. how do you do that in a healthy way because we know you know good things grow there are bad things that grow as well yeah like for instance cancer yeah like everything grows Mm. um but how to do that in a healthy way Mm. i think was what one of the things that i was really impressed by Mm. sunday's message was that that whole part of how do we grow from these through these different stages in a healthy way and what are the elements that help us to do that in a healthy way yeah great that's that kind of opened up that thought process for me yeah great that's good and you're right both in terms in terms of what both of you guys have said in reiterating that we are going to grow maturity is optional whether we grow in maturity (laughs) but growth you will that will happen (laughs) and so we want to become we want to be 
growing in maturity. And we talked on the weekend about the different scriptures that, mm-hmm. that kind of relate to that and the different ways that the Bible teaches us about that. And yes, you're right. If you've joined onto this podcast and you're about to turn it off thinking, oh, this is just a dude thing, relax. There is go- this is going to help you. The weekend's message and what we spoke about on Sunday on Father's Day was really tailored to explore some of those phases of manhood, but also so that it empowers everyone else the rest of us men included who are with friends and all of that to be able to encourage to support to continue to disciple one another so let's begin with the beloved son stage we talked about how sons are born into a family born into a household and one of the biggest questions is what is my name who am i where have i come from what context have i been born into what's my family's story What's my history? What are my parents like? All of these, these are connections that are being kind of hardwired into the life of a, of a son. Um, and in that space, identity is being formed. Mm-hmm. Who I am, my name, what my name means. Now, not just my name, like Matt, Zeke or Doug, but who I am, who has God made me to be? And we find that so much trauma begins at a really young age in men. Mm. And that those seeds of insecurity begin so early mm. when love is conditional or based upon performance. So my question is to you guys, what can parents and grandparents do to create safe, um, safe environments that form healthy identity in young boys, mm. in young men? Mm. Well, I, I, I chat a little bit into it because i am I'm got a son who's in the beloved son yeah. stage. Yeah. So got a two and a half year old and another one on the way. Mm. So it's been really interesting and it does, for me, it changed a big perspective shift in me because I was even thinking back and one of the things that I had to wrestle with early on in fatherhood was reconciling the way that I was parented yeah, and then looking at when I became a parent, what were the cultural differences that now we have in our world that were not around when I was okay. a kid. So yeah. creating a safe space, like I remember being a young kid and especially this notion of men being strong, mm. um, not being emotional, not being, um, yeah, I guess, and don't show your feelings outwardly. Right. And I think in probably maybe the last 20 years, that's changed. Mm. It's actually become um, men should be, and I think it's a great um, shift, but I think one of the things that I realized really early on, and even though my son's still quite young and maybe just coming into that, stage where he's starting Mm. to understand his emotions a little bit more is how do I, how, what am I doing to create environments where he feels comfortable being honest with how he's feeling, uh, being open with the challenges that he's facing. I don't know. They're not deep challenges right Mm. now, but my challenge that I've had to wrestle with is that not trying to push him into the next stage, not trying to move him along, allow him to be in the stage that he's in and allow me to be in the stage that I'm in. Mm. You know, like I remember a lot of frustration, like trying to teach your kids something. And I remember like moments where I'm like, man, I don't really want to be continually teaching this and continually doing that. And maybe in another day I would have gone, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. And immediately 
the trust and the safe mm. place that we've tried to build could be decimated mm. really quickly. Right. So I've, I've just sort of been looking at the culture and being really acutely aware of the messages that mm. are being put to young men mm. and being put to young people. Yeah. Being aware of those messages actually helps you to counteract the culture okay. so that you can support. Yeah. The beloved son support those who mm. are um, in the developmental identity stage. I think that's really important. Sure. And for you, Doug, your boys are cowboys. A little bit older than than Zeke's <laughs> uh, than than Zeke's um, son. Yeah. What are your reflections on that stage? Yeah, I think I think um, I think probably the most important thing, and this is something that. Um, my wife Mel has always instilled in our boys and in our family culture mm. is that we will always fight for the relationship with them. Right. Mm. So uh, no matter what season they're going through or what, you know, like the boys get to year nine and year nine generally can be a pretty feral year for mm. kids at school. Mm. Schools mm. recognise this. That's yeah. why they do all of these incredible fun programs for the year <laughs> nines, right? Because yeah. they know that yeah. there's, these kids are not going to learn anything in a regular classroom with no, all right, of that. Right. So they they develop um, programs that are going to help the stage that the kids are in. And and I think, yeah, but having that, um, that anchor of, relationship for our boys sure um was always really really important for us and so if if the boys knew that it didn't matter where they were at or what they were doing that mum and dad were solid that Mm. they loved that they were loved um and that they had somewhere to belong at home yep um i think that was a really important identity piece for our boys great so it's it's like one of the things mm. that i remember from my dad just spending time with me. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I still remember, I'm maybe I was five or six, I remember doing some woodwork in the yeah. shed with, with Dad and I, I remember him saying, hey, let the saw do the cutting. Right. Like, you don't have to push the blade yeah, yeah, through yeah. the wood. Yeah. Just let the saw do the work. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's a thing that has stayed, stayed with, with, with you. Every yeah. time I cut a piece of wood by hand, I remember yeah. that yeah. because... Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. the time that my dad spent with yeah. me yeah. to teach me something and yeah. to give me mm. something for a, yeah. like a life skill. Like yeah. that was really important. If I interject, like you spoke about the threat to this yeah. stage being conditional love, yeah. and we and you spoke about it in the terms of um, the love not being based upon their performance and what they do and what they don't do. Mm. I think sometimes just as much of a risk, and I know, like I'm starting to feel this, is that when I've had a big week. A busy week. Love not being conditional on my yeah. on my yeah. place that I'm at. Yeah, right. Because it can be easy mm. sometimes for me to come home and go. I've had a busy week. I've been at work all week. I've had a crazy couple of big meetings, yeah. um, and my love can be conditional to my son, even though he hasn't done anything wrong. No, it's mm. because based but on because your ability. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's and, a really good. And pick so, up. like being aware of my my state and mm. not allowing my state to reflect on my son that being conditional love mm-hmm. um so that that was something that i've just been thinking about that's since your huge. message yeah. that's huge yeah that's actually really good and i wish i had said that on the weekend that's a really good one <laughs> to think through you know um yeah because we were thinking about love being conditional based upon the performance of the child yeah but what about our own performance yeah. or yeah. our own level of um energy yeah we've yeah. still got to provide unconditional love that's not conditional upon our mm. yeah 
It's uh, powering our, uh, our energy levels. No, because, that's really, really good. Because they watch everything. everything. They <laughs> see everything. Yeah, yeah. And if they, if they absorb that from you, they're going, oh, so if I have a bad day... Like, that was one of the things... Yeah. You know, with with our boys in year nine, we said you get one year to be feral, <laughs> <laughs> one year, and and that's, that's it. it. Condition was they were never allowed to be rude. Yeah. They were never allowed to be disrespectful. But they were allowed to yeah, right. like yeah. acknowledging those feelings, yeah, though yeah, that right. growth huh. in themselves, mm, like. Yeah. But yeah, because they see it all and they yeah, absorb they it. And they they go, Man. You get one free pass. <laughs> that's it. One free pass. Love that. I look forward to year nine, Doug. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. You know. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for the hope. <laughs> all right, let's think about the Cowboys stage a little bit. Um, we've talked a little, we talked a little bit about that. How the Cowboys stage is all about exploring limits, mm. exploring the world, getting a sense of what's out there. How strong am I? Mm. Where am I weak? Where am I vulnerable? Mm. When do people? When am I esteemed? How do people relate to me? That sense of becoming world, becoming aware of the world that's around, and exploring. And you know, it's in this cowboy stage that hobbies are expressed, and it's either outdoors or study mm. or mm. gaming or. Um, education, these are all ways that cowboys explore the world. And so, but often what we find is that this cowboy stage can be lasting longer and longer and longer and kind of this protracted seasons of exploration. Yeah. And almost, uh, you know, what's the, the title of that movie, Failure to Launch? Yeah. Um, what causes that in men? Um, cause I know that for some ladies, they find that frustrating. Um, that Peter Panism that you yeah, talked about. For yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. I just want to stay in never, never land, mm. you know, because it's awesome. Mm. You know, it's perfect. I can fly, you know? Um, but yeah, if you're, you know, yeah, the failure to take on responsibility. And that doesn't mean you have to get married and have kids because some want, for yeah. some men, that's not yeah. their call, right? If you're called, you might be called to take on responsibility in a different way. Yeah. Um, businesses, workplace, fa- extended family, whatever. So that's all good. Um, what stops that? That mm. What stops that progression? We are in a highly individualistic society mm. that promotes the idea of, I do what I want to do when I want to do it and how I want to do it. Mm. And so in a society that says that being individualistic is not just a good thing, it's the goal. Mm. Being who you are and who you want to be is Mm. the highest value in our society. Mm. Um, Like you spoke about, you know, that next stage of the king is about having responsibility. The cowboy stage is almost about having authority but no responsibility. Um, And so it's like it's the... It's almost as if the you like young, especially young guys, and I see this, and I even see it in, in my own life. It was the want to be the like the ruler of my own life and my own destiny, but there comes a point where you being the ruler of your own life and own destiny, there comes a point where either you learn that you got to take that responsibility and you got to move forward, or the world forces you to have to take responsibility, right. and things start falling apart and you can't hold all of the different things that you're doing. Mm. So, and I think in the society that promotes individualistic ideas, people being autonomous, 
Jody speaks about it, you doing you. Yeah. Like, I think that can be a massive barrier. And I think we see that in lots of men now, that cowboy stage extending out to mid twenties, thirties, mid thirties now, like sometimes. So it's a, it's a challenging thing to address when culture is almost the opposite. Saying, yeah, 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 for Mm. sure. Yeah. Doug? I think, I think part of that too is, um, I think we've had a, a fair pendulum swing in society um, following the like the feminist movement coming out where where the strength of women which mm. was like for decades denied and suppressed yeah. has come out but the opposite reaction of that is that guys have or or the, this idea of what manhood is mm. has come into a bit better focus but then sort of swung a bit the other way way. as well so that so that um the idea of of manly manhood is seen as a negative yeah Mm. and and i think how our society has reacted to that is is over over simplified what it is to Mm. to be a man and kind of suppressed actually finding what a healthy version of yeah. being a man in right. society is. Right. So I think we've yeah. we've sort of overreacted and then created this generation of men who are um, unwilling to take on Respond- the responsibilities yeah. of, of manhood in yeah, a lot yeah. of ways. And, and some of that, and not in the macho kind of way, but, you know, being the guy that's super respectful of yeah. women and understanding of mm. you know feminine issues and yeah. attitudes and yeah. you know how do we as a society hold each other up yeah i yeah. i think i think we need to get to a point where yeah where that levels out a bit yeah. and i think our kids my kids like my kids are sort of mid-20s now um they've they've seen that societal reaction yeah. and gone yeah you know, there is a reaction against the, the tough guy, macho idiot, which I yeah, get and yeah. which I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think that we've missed on passing on, you know, how how do you mm-hmm. move into this yeah, yeah. stage of being a king out of the cowboy thing? Yeah. And I think that's contributed to that elongation yeah. of the... It's, it's almost like guys, guys are, don't know, like with the with the movements in the feminist movement it's awesome it's so great that now women we're, we're all we're three are married to three yeah. very strong independent yeah. independent yeah. like wise yeah fourth front foot that's right women right yeah. which 100%. we love yeah. yeah and we would want to celebrate but yeah the the challenges is some and, and, I, and I, I don't want to overgeneralize but i want to you know, I know some people aren't going to fit into this, but sometimes guys don't know how to handle that. Yeah. Because again, like in an individualistic society, when, um, you know, we start entering into, like, I, I, I don't want to like generalize, but often when we start moving to that responsibility stage is when we need to start not operating unto ourselves. We need to start submitting yeah. either. We need to be, we start going into a relationship. We move into a workplace. We move into something where, we don't have authority, but we have responsibility. And I think it's that pendulum of like, we don't know how to operate when we're not 
we're not the controlling power in right, it, right, or right. when we need to share when that power. When we need power. to share the power, yeah. Um, because, yeah, in days gone by, it was the guys lead, the guys do it all, and we run it, and that's how it is, and, you know, and it was not great. And yeah. But now we have the opposite side of the spectrum where guys are struggling to understand how to how hold to, their roles. And how to co-lead or yeah. share authority. Yeah, mm. that's right, that's right. And I think that's the challenge. Yeah. That's the maturity piece, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's like... Sure, we get chronologically older, but do we get more mature in our... Yeah. Does our character yeah. line up with yeah. where we are at in yeah. our stage, yeah. age and stage? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. Very good. Yeah, I love that idea of... And sometimes, as you said, life just puts responsibility on you. Mm. And sometimes, you know, and you can see it go a whole, like a few different ways. And sometimes the best thing for a young man is a whole load of responsibility. Mm. If it doesn't break you, you get stronger from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You have yeah. to learn to carry that weight. And yeah, and it can either be a crushing weight or it can grow your muscles real quick mm. and you can adapt. Mm. Um, okay. The King stage we talked about, and we are going to go long today on this podcast. I can feel it in my bones. Um, um, the King stage we talked about, that weight of responsibility can become, you know, all work and no play. Makes Jack a very dull boy. We Kings in that stage, busy life, work pressures, family pressures, kids that are all at different stages, maybe a child who's in grade nine, you know, like all of these things that are all going on and men can feel underappreciated, undervalued, man, I'm supporting the family. I'm doing all this. We're making all these plates spin. And I'm also trying to figure out how do I have a, you know, like a social life and how do I still get out and, you know, see some mates or all of that kind of stuff. How do men in that stage retain the joy and hold on to and build the meaning inside of the container, mm. right? Because it's all great to have a really beautiful house, but if the house isn't filled with beautiful things, mm. it's, not, it's not worth it, mm. right? So how do we still, how do we keep feeding into the inside rather than just making the outside? Because again, men, kings of, you know, making mm. things on the outside look great. Yeah. Mm. But how about on the inside? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm still early on in the king stage, I would say. Um, and so, but I'm what I'm learning to do and what helps me build meaning is not having a view that's very um, narrow and very um, immediate. Mm. So, like, when I think of my son and I think about the meaning that I build, yeah, I can work for his life now and, you know, like for what he's doing right now. But I think of the day, one thing that motivates me and builds meaning is I think of the day when I'm going to be like my dad a couple of years ago, standing at the end of the aisle, looking at my son right. getting married to yeah. his lifelong partner. I think of those days. I think of the days when um, my son enters primary school mm. and graduates high school and right. um, does all the things, the dreams that, you know, that I got to experience, like the amazing life-changing moments. And I, I, and I feel, and when I look at that and I look at those big moments, I go, often the things that create meaning often cost a lot of right. you. Yeah. And so in the immediate, you can go, man, this is, this is a lot of 
work. This is a lot of challenge, a lot of like, it almost seems like plowing the field. It mm-hmm. seems like a lot of work. But I look back and I look ahead and I go, all of these things that I desire for my kids and for mm. my family and even for me, like mm. I, I long to be the dad, yeah. the great, the, the grandfather who has yeah. kids around him and yeah. I long to be that and I go, that's going to cost me a lot. Yeah. But what is it, what I'm spending today is going to be paid back fivefold in yeah. my later years, fivefold when I'm older. Yeah, so you're taking a really, really long view. Mm. That's <laughs> your... your Yes, to build meaning, you're saying zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. Yeah, how about for you, Doug? Yeah, I I, I think that's really important. Looking yeah. looking towards what that legacy mm. kind of stuff is for mm. for us. I think it was about, um, or for me in in this stage, and and at that stage with our boys, it was it was really about um, the the moments that we could do now. Right. Um, so for me working was not I I I live to work it was I I work so that I can live mm. so that we can do the weekends away with the boys right. so that we can resource ourselves yeah. to to have um me, do meaningful stuff with our boys that is going to build that relationship so that when you get to that you yeah. know stage where yeah, yeah, you know, your your kids are getting married, or they're you know graduating from university and stuff. Mm. You you have the relationship with them to be able to celebrate that. Sure. Yeah, sure. Wow. I think, wow. um, and I think one of the moments that Mel and I realised that we missed a bit of that was while we were renovating our house. Right, we spent a lot of our annual leave doing a big chunk of the renovation. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, instead of saying, oh. You know, we've we've got two weeks. Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? We yeah. we missed a few of those, yeah. and we look back on that now and go, they were really mm. pivotal moments that we could have really, really invested in mm. our family relationship. So something That's something you'd change. Yeah, I think yeah. Th- I think you'd, that you'd would be something yeah. I'd change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? And you you know you build you do build up as you get older. Or at least I do. There are those moments where you think, yeah, I made the right decision there, made the right decision there, probably would change that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it, and and being and I don't know if you call them regrets, but you do think back and go, Oh, there are some things you know, of course I grew from it and I learnt from it, but you know, you're able to think, Oh, I would have changed that differently, but it also doesn't create a whole bunch of like shame. No. It's just more like, oh yeah, I think one of the things for kings that's really important is making, like, keeping the main thing the main thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, build your life with Jesus. Yeah. You know, build your faith life, build your prayer life. Because, like I said on Sunday, if you cut yourself off from that, you cut yourself off from the key source of meaning and everything. Yeah. Like, what do you got? Yeah. yeah. If you don't have a thriving relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You are bound to put your hope and meaning in temporal things, yep. mm-hmm. in things that are just that are going to burn up, yeah. you know, or waste away. And so Jesus' command, you know, put like your treasure in heaven. The mm-hmm. meaning mm-hmm. of that, I think, needs to be central mm-hmm. because I think as well when we when we stay connected to Jesus, particularly through the stage of the highest level of responsibility that we'll have in our life. It gives us the means to be able to work that through. Mm. 
the the spiritual empowering, mm. the connections with other people. Yep. Yeah. And so I think I just want to encourage the 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 people who feel like they're in the king stage right now, stay connected to Jesus, stay connected to church mm. because it's going to feel like the last, the first thing that you can cut off the list. Yeah. yeah. But it's actually the last thing you can cut off the list. Yeah. Mm. It needs to be priority one, not sit at priority 10, yeah. which is the one that, you know, I'll get to it when I get to it. Mm. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I have those exercises at the gym where I've got like eight or seven or eight exercises. And the last two are kind of like, accessory movements that are just optional <laughs> i do all the main ones and then if i'm still got energy i'll do the last yeah. two feels like that with church sometimes with people yeah. all my main ones are kids and job and all that and then my accessory movements mm. at church yeah. <laughs> you know and, yeah. and so it should actually we should do that as a as a movement right at the top all right um finally we're going to bring this to a close so this is going to be the last question and also the conclusion think about the sages in your life what have they done or what do they do to impart wisdom to you? The wise voices, um, what is it that you appreciate about them in your world? All of the sages I know um, are, are, tend to be, for me, the greatest encouragers of me. Ah. Um, I don't, I'm, I, as I'm thinking, as I'm ahead across the many different stages I've seen in my life, they often have a very good encouragement, build up, um, strengthening it. characteristic. Mm. And in that relationship built through, um, yeah, just, just, just encouragement and love and support, it opens me up to be able to receive. Sometimes the hard, the hard like message. Correction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's one of the main characteristics I've seen wow. in stages in my life. The encouragement, the mm. that you feel like they're behind you, pushing you on. Yeah, yeah. I it's, love that. It's, it's, it's not often I'm standing at the top of the mountain, looking down at you on your journey. Come up here. Yeah, it's we're behind you, pushing you up. Yeah, like we're with you in this. Yeah. So I love yeah. that. Yeah, I love that. Hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. Um, for, for me, it's the guys who help me to relocate myself. Okay. Mm. Like, help me to just, hey, step out of it for a minute and stop. Mm. Have a look at where you're at and how's that going for you. Mm. Like, it's mm. that kind of, um, yeah, relocating thing, which I think is really important, especially in the, the, the king stage, like you were saying, Matt, when you've got all the plates spinning. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can, you can easily just go, 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 go until you drop um, without... And, and not have those voices speak into you and help you stop for a minute and just go, you know, do you, do you need nine yeah. plates? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how many yeah. plates do you want? Do you want to add a couple more? Yeah, like, yeah. how's that going to go sort yeah. of thing? So, but, yeah, definitely those encouraging guys that say, hey, like, mm. I see you, I'm behind you. Yeah. Go, go well kind of thing. Mm. But, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And and again, just encouragement for the sage voices um, who are watching or listening. We need your encouragement. Uh, mm. We need your we need you we need your offering of wisdom mm. um, that comes as wisdom, not as hey, let me give you some advice. Mm. You know, yeah. um, the same for me. The sages in my life have I've always I've not. 
the ones who've been most helpful are the ones where I've never doubted their support of me. Yeah. And I've never doubted their intentions yeah. for wanting to support me. Yeah. I've just always thought, man, what a blessing to have mm. this guy who's done all this life and all this experience mm. and chalked up all these runs on the board mm. and he just wants to support me and, yeah. you know, I know I didn't do a great job but he told me that I should, that I did a pretty good job and that I should have another go mm. yeah. and those kinds of things are so, so yeah. powerful and important. Can, yeah. can I just add as well, like... Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm maybe I'm reading too much into your uh, metaphors of the different stages, but I I feel like every son needs a king and every cowboy needs yeah. a sage. Yeah, right. I feel like there's that gap. Like, cause I, cause I remember being a cowboy, and I remember my parents trying to shape and correct me, mm. and sometimes that didn't go well. And, I, and it's because yep, you're yep, trying yep. to disconnect from, yeah, you know. Um, all the voices that you've lived with your whole yeah. life. Yeah. I would say to the cowboys who are listening, and if you can self-identify yourself yeah. as a cowboy, <laughs> find a sage. Nice. Find a sage to, and find multiple sages around you hmm. that can support you and encourage you because I think those are the people that are going to help you transition from that cowboy stage to the king stage. Yeah. Dude, it's yeah. spot on. Um, so Joseph Campbell in The Hero's Journey, he talks about that. There's an age where a boy gets to the point where the, the voice of his father is no longer the predominant voice mm. in his life mm. and it goes to being peers or like a, like an uncle like an yeah. older uncle kind of figure yeah. so that the, the image is in a in a, in story form is Luke and Obi-Wan yeah. mm. Luke knows about his dad but he's disconnected from his dad and he doesn't want to be like his dad but even though he knows about him yeah but he wants to be but Obi-Wan kind of takes him in. So Obi-Wan's the sage in that and yeah. Luke's the cowboy, right? Who's like just just wild and free doing his thing. Yeah. And he has to then grow into who he's gonna become. Mm. So you're spot on. Yeah. That's it's 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 yeah, that's it's true. And so that's why I think we can see a lot of these stages in multiple different kind of mm. yeah, in different formats and different um yeah. Uh, different models so guys it's been absolutely unreal chatting about this yeah. um, we have gone a little bit longer so thanks for your patience thanks for listening thanks for being with us yeah we're going to be back next week uh, Zeke you are preaching Sunday yeah. as we continue this series yeah. why don't you just give us a, a, a teaser for that yeah and then um, you'll be back next week. I will be back unpacking, next week. Yep. Unpacking uh, the weekend. But why don't you give us a teaser for yeah. what's, what's ahead? Yeah, we're looking at um, what does it mean as, as someone of faith? How do you reconcile relationships? And okay. what does forgiveness look like? Um, and so we're going to be focusing on Matthew 18 and going through that. And, and what are some practical things that forgiveness does in us uh. that helps us, um, yeah, really humble ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so I'm looking forward to going through the parable of the unforgiving servant. Wow. So I'm um, looking forward to it. Let's go. Well, guys, again, it's been awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. We will see you on socials. We'll see you on Sunday, either on site or online at Discovery Church. But for now, God bless you. We'll see you later. See ya. <laughs>